Welcome back, everyone still suffering from New Eumania, a.k.a. the New Eumaniacs. We are back at the Spinner Rack here at Season 4 of the Marvel New Universe Comics Podcast, The Voice of the New Universe, or perhaps the New New Universe. We're your hosts, Andy with DP7 number 19, and Stephen as The Witness. <laughs> or a witness maybe in 1986 Can i get some U- uh windows uh 91 <laughs> in 1986 the new universe was launched as an imprint from marvel comics dedicated to a more grounded and less fantastic approach to comics and world building the original idea was the world outside your window with real-time progress and greater realism after the first year some books were canceled although we're seeing their characters in other places, and the remaining books have gotten consistent creative teams, their origins streamlined, and they are becoming more action-oriented in the wake of the world-shaking disaster, The Pit. Who knows what they'll do next? With our podcast, you can follow along with us each week as we go through each comic in the order they hit the spinner rack, or just check out individual comics if you already have a favorite. We have a Season 4 trivia challenge we assume to be currently available on our website, which is www.kickersinc.com. And uh, you can also find us over at Twitter, at Kickers Inc. or X, if it's still that. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> um, it is what it is. <laughs> we, we, you know, we just... Uh, take what's available and and use it to the best of our abilities so i'm thinking in my head as i'm listening to you introduce us I'm like has anyone else done a podcast where they do every single issue of like an entire universe of comics that's a lot of comics yeah the the new universe numerically was pretty successful there's a bunch that flamed out in you know no time at all i don't know hmm well, anyway, the shadow line that just started, I, I, I can bet that's like two dozen books, maybe. Mm. Yeah. So, so this this week we talk DP seven uh, in the wake of the white event. Seven random people with paranormal powers found themselves seeking help at the clinic. Now, in the wake of the pit, can they use their powers to help one another? This week, DP seven number nineteen. There's a thrilling cliffhanger in store for DP7. And we mean that literally. Can anything save the members of the team when they take a 25-mile fall into the pit? Uh, Wait, it should be 15 miles down. Spitfire guest stars in Pitfall. Written by Mark Gruenwald, penciled by Paul Ryan, and inked by Danny Bulanati. And we'll also be discussing (laughs) DP's... Why did I keep giving myself more things to say? <laughs> because you were deciding who got to have things to say. <laughs> it's like, hmm, this one, know. I'll do it. Uh, this one, also me. <laughs> I, uh, I, we are still working out the details of uh, the the only covering one book. So, like, there's one person doing intro and one person doing the book, which I guess left me feeling guilty or something and now i'm just run, running off of the mouth all day <laughs> 20 minutes into the podcast and people still... might want to hear about the comic steven not about yeah i've got more intro stuff to cover first though <laughs> i agree 
we will also be discussing the TP7 mailbag, which we have in this issue. And uh, curiously, uh, consistent writers we've seen in a couple of other books. Anyways. Some super fans out there, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, shoot, it's been a while. This uh, Right, I, quick reference. This is, in fact, the first cover with the new logo, which is perhaps even more confusing. <laughs> EP, a corner of the room? I don't yeah, know. well, at least they, they sit... So it's got DP and then like this really angular seven. Um, and it says displaced paranormals, which is nice, but like this, it doesn't really look like a seven. So like it's, it's a pretty, pretty severe logo, logo change. Also notably, like there's no, not a whole lot of obvious DP seven on the cover. Uh, what's other than the antibody, like Randy in the background's got like white hair that's miscolored and like, <laughs> It's really uh, Spitfire and Burger King is kind of what stands for me out stands out for me in this. So this in this episode, uh, Jenny Swenson, you know, cast out from the CIA, hungry and alone, seeks out burgers from Burger King and hopes that the pit hasn't swallowed them all up. Have it your way with <laughs> Jenny Swenson. <laughs> and maybe shoot some civilians, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go we'll get there we'll get there uh but yeah, shooting something yeah the cover has uh the version two max armor <laughs> maybe we're just ignoring that the third one happened um uh, blasting a hole in an antibody as like a couple of our adventuring dps uh our paranormals look on and on the bottom of the page says codename spitfire logo is there it says over the edge so, now, I was looking at this and um, I was kind of comparing it to the um, armor in the pit. Um, close, but there's a little variation. But um, I had never really noticed before, like, do you think that's a window in the where the face is on the max armor in this one? It kind like of has to be, right? I think. Because I never really noticed it before as, like, flesh tone, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The cover sense. covers are sort of notoriously loose with coloring and like things get a little mixed up. So Yeah, I'd never really thought of that as being so wide open, but okay. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I, I think they do better with scale on this in this episode than they did in the pit itself, where uh, the max suit was sometimes the size of a person and <laughs> sometimes the size of three people. So it's yeah, good. Yeah, so DP seven nineteen. Uh, it's a May eighty eight issue. Uh, perhaps actually hit the comic book stores, not the stands. Uh, Feb 9th, nineteen eighty eight. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, we were picking up a little, just a little bit after the kind of culmination of riot and race war in the clinic, um, where you know things have kind of settled down, but then. Um, oh shoot, best guy runs Jeff Walters, the blur. Jeff Walters, thank you. Jeez, how am I forgetting this? This must be must have been a while since we've done DP7. Uh, Jeff Walters' family was headed to Pittsburgh. Uh, so when he saw the news about the Pittsburgh explosion, or you know, 
whatever the heck happened, uh, he went just running for it. And it took him a little while to figure out that, that he left. But then uh, a, a team, uh, Mutator, Lenore, Dave Landers, uh, Miriam, also known as Sponge, uh, and Charlie and Randy uh, all went off to try and go find him and make sure he's okay. Uh, but then at the very end, they fell in the pit. So kind of like they were walking, walking like over all this rubble, but then they hit like an overhang of rubble uh, that wasn't very stable and literally dumped in. And, and that was the end of the past issue. Um, but yeah, as always, uh, Gruenwald, writer, Paul Ryan, penciler, Danny Bulanati, often the inker. Um, there is a nice blurb uh, kind of explaining the the group a little bit. Um, I don't think it's anything uh, too crazy that we need, I don't think there's any exciting details that we necessarily needed to go into from it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the others. We've got sort of one that's a back a paragraph that's a background on the whole universe, the white event one that's sort of the background of the book and one that's like where we left off last issue. Great, great yeah. um, way to do it there. Um, but nothing really new for us this time. So, yeah, although I should have read it beforehand because it mentions Jeff Walter's name and George Mullaney mutator. I'm not sure we had his name before the, this book, this, yeah, Did, they might've called him George, but no, wait, yeah. Um, I think they did, but not not a full name. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk for forty five minutes about George. <laughs> it's the summer of George. Summer of George. Oh, uh, but yeah, actually, the, the the first splash page does in fact pick up with them falling into the hole. Uh, the issue, title of the comic is now Pitfall. This time with the two T's. Uh, we noted last time they just called it regular Pitfall, like the like the arcade game. Uh, they got it right this time, though. <laughs> Much more apropos, yes. <laughs> so, as the team's falling, um, notably, there's like some, there's always kind of like fun junk on the side of these things. Uh, Raggedy Andy makes his first new universe appearance. The little doll on the top right hand corner. This thing that, as someone named Andy, like as a child, people would give you these things. I'm like, what is this crap? I hate this thing. Give, give it away. <laughs> but there was always like in my house. Um, and there was, it was not a good toy. They didn't call you Raggedy Andy? <laughs> Thankfully not. I kept a tight ship. Wow. Okay. Clean, well pressed pants. I was not Raggedy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they're all falling and kind of explaining uh, and talk and somehow talking to each other while they fall. It's like, roof, we were standing on gave way. It's like, oh, thanks. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is like, uh, you know, the new universe goes a, a month ahead every month. But, you know, DP7 at least has the wisdom to focus on the moments that are most important so we pick up on um, you know two seconds after right thankfully we're not like oh, okay a month later yeah I'm glad we wow, got it. what, what a time. crazy escape we had there. <laughs> but anyway yeah it's actually pretty interesting though as you turn the page you know they're they're actually kind of like sliding down so the the pit 
you know, the explosion from the star brand, like wasn't really explosion. It was just like all this energy and then like everything was gone. And then all of the sort of consequences from that. So there, while there's rubble, they're kind of just sliding down a smooth surface and we get kind of like fun thoughts and or comments from the team as they're going down. Uh, so I really like this part. Like <laughs> mutator is like, we're all going to die when we hit bottom. Wish, wish I could be holding on to another person when it happens, but who'd want to die touching a stinking mutator? <laughs> oh, mutator. <laughs> yeah. That was like the, the perfect, like, uh, you know, initial X-Men, uh, you know, oh, woe is me, um, thought balloon there. It's perfect. Um, and Lenora's falling. She's like, wish I could see how far we have to fall. I, if I can remove my mask, let my skin shine. <laughs> everyone else falls asleep. They just <laughs> slide the rest of the way. Right, so, like, um, Dave's trying to get a gri- to grab a handhold. Uh, Charlie is, you know, near the bottom falling and she's just thinking, Randy, (laughs) uh, there's four antibodies there. Uh, hopefully to kind of help scoop them up. Um, David Mastodon basically like punches his fist through the wall. Um, maybe a little questionable physics stuff, but he's a really strong guy. So he kind of gives himself uh, at least himself a handhold and is able to snag Lenore, uh, He's like, oh, I think I brought I brought my almost busted my knuckles. Uh, mutator sliding down, thinking I must have mutated past the useful stage of this spidery form. I can't latch onto walls worth spit. So it kind of explains that he's you know, maybe he was more spidery and weird before. Yeah, that's a little kind of a shame because he looked spiderish and was like, is he going to have Spider-Man powers if he gets? Uh, no, he just did not have any Spider-Man powers. Yeah. Um, let me just and... point out the the awesome, um, like the, these couple of pages are all these thin vertical panels. So every the layout really adds to the sense of uh, falling and motion uh, in that direction. Yes. Good mention. Um, I'm trying, kind of trying to figure out what Miriam, what Sponge is doing. Um, it looks like she's either absorbing or losing water as she's sliding down, uh, at least for, for a panel there. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, she's maybe trying to tell anything she like, and her power didn't seem like it would be useful or, so I didn't, yeah, it didn't mean anything to me. Maybe just kind of panicking and using her power or something, but she's thinking, Oh, David, am I going to die without giving you my love even once? (laughs) As Charlie is actually screaming out loud now, Randy. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. Like they just continue to slide, continue to slide. Uh, tra- um, Miriam Sponge is thinking, Charlie, use your power to stick to things. She's like, oh yeah. Oh, she's like, she wasn't even thinking. Uh, she's worried about like the jolt, kind of injuring everybody like ripping their hurting their shoulders and ripping their arms out of their sockets um you know but as they're falling like two of the antibodies kind of rescue randy and then charlie activates her powers and then everybody's has had been kind of like sliding down the side of the wall and now they're sticking to the wall so you got dave landers holding lenore uh, this, yeah, this, this great vertical panel that's it's 
makes me think of like the old Adam West Batman where you can see him that he's walking up the side kind of thing. I see. Yeah. Um, there's mutator down there, Miriam, Charlie and Randy then being flown by uh, one of the antibodies. Um, so they're not all splattered as far as that goes, um, but they're not out of the woods just yet. You know, trying to figure out how to get back up. Uh, Charlie's just like, I don't know how long I can hold hold all of you never tried to stick such a big area before uh randy's got the antibodies who can fly people to the top but then she's got to let go and that can be a little risky so they're basically trying to work out the details um we've got reminders of the uh, antibody names zeppo harpo groucho and chico are all hanging out Right, so basically, kind of Randy takes charge. Uh, shades of a while ago when he was you know, kind of sort of helping lead the team out of trouble as they escaped the clinic. Um, and he has basically Charlie had let go of, of her powers so that the antibodies can grab some of the smaller squad and you know pull them off the wall essentially. Um, so it kind of works, but um you know still kind of in trouble uh randy and charlie are stuck to the wall she's like he's like you're not gonna have that antibody fly you out and leave me down here alone he's like no of course not uh so he sticks next to her uh kind of grabs her hand and again she's like super lovesick at a moment of panic she's like he's touching me maybe there is hope for us (laughs) i think he's trying to help you not die but okay and Randy, of course, oblivious, is like, she's trembling. Better try to get her mind off the danger we're in. And he's like, ooh, amazing how smooth this rock is. <laughs> yeah, that, so, I mean, I don't know. Dave punching into it is is a bit, uh, I don't know. It's It's like borderline. But, yeah, it's just normal rock, but it's all been so just vaporized as they say that everything was left with a glassy surface which is kind of interesting so even though like they were at right near the top uh i guess as as the sort of diagram would would show you it goes down pretty fast i mean that's a, a pretty steep drop and then it's going down miles so yeah you can imagine building up speed you're just falling there yeah and you know i mean you could come up with reasonable explanations like like you said if it's kind of like a glassy surface maybe they haven't fallen down quite so far there could still be like some clay underneath it or something that he could reasonably have punched into without uh just bouncing himself backwards kind of thing um so yeah they basically have a little mini conversation down there um you know it's like is it an atom bomb and randy's like no you know news says there's no radiation or fallout like a nuke would level a city not scoop it out like this and he's thinking i wish these other antibodies would get back uh, i feel like uh, charlie's friction powers is let is letting up a bit and they're starting to slide um but two come back right so three antibodies um had flown up you know with the paranormals one had stayed down with them but only two came back so like where's harpo uh and the antibodies can't talk uh they could touch him to show what they saw i suppose but uh they don't they just kind of shrug he's like well you two grab charlie and me and take us up to where dave is you know as soon as charlie as groucho has a firm grip you let go with your power 
Um, and so she does, but they forgot to warn Dave. So he's like hanging on with his arms up. He's like, next time, give me a warning when you're easing up on the sticky stuff. I nearly lost my grip. Um, and again, so everybody's safe, uh, really, except for Dave Landers at this point, who's still kind of stuck to the wall. Um, you know, he's super strong. He can kind of punch through, uh, but he's also really, really heavy. Uh, so he says, Chico, do you think you can handle Dave's uh, weight? And he's like, I tipped the scales at 525, Randy. I've never seen your flyboys lift anything you yourself couldn't. It's like, oh, you're right. We will need more than one antibody to take you out. So, so it means you can't go on this all can't all go on the same trip. It's either Charlie and me first or you. How long do you think you can hang on by yourself? He's like, long enough. Go on. He's like, and so Randy's a little worried about it, but Dave kind of reassures him. He's like, you know, so uh, basically Dave doesn't even want, or actually, no, we're, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, they, <laughs> Randy and Charlie stick themselves to the wall and they try and have three of the antibodies lift Dave, but it's not enough. So even three of these uh, flying paranormal Randy's uh, can't quite hack it. So like they grab him around the arms and around the leg, but he just starts dropping. Um, So he ends up basically punching both feet and both hands into the wall. Uh, So it's kind of like spider crawl almost onto the thing. He's like, it was a nice idea, but you guys better haul your own butts out and find that fourth antibody. He's like, I'll be fine. I got better footing than last time. I'm like, you sure? He's like, get out of here. But you can kind of see that he's sweating a little bit. Um, and so they take off and and uh, he asks if they want to leave an antibody, but he says no. Uh, he's like, but they're thinking to themselves, you know, what happens if we can't find the fourth one? Um, so basically they leave Dave down there. And so he finally has time to think of think thoughts of his loved ones, which everybody seems to do when they fall into the pit. Maybe it's a side effect of the weird energies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like alone again, funny last time it was me who ditched everyone else. Uh, there's editor's note. Um, that was when he was the only one that had kind of escaped from the, uh, people that were hunting them after, uh, it says issues five through 12. Uh, it's like poetic justice, them getting their chance to leave me behind. So I guess that's why I came along on this stupid jaunt to Disasterville. I didn't want it to abandon my friends again or feel abandoned myself. So what did I do? I went and abandoned Stephanie, the one person in the world who needs me the most. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he had been kind of like watching. She, she's been in a coma for quite a long time in real time and comic book time here. And so we haven't seen much of her, but he's been kind of by her bedside all this time, kind of building up this love relationship in his head a bit, I think. Uh, He's like, ah, who am I kidding? She's in a coma. She doesn't need anything from a big slob like me. If or when she recovers, there's still no room for me in her life. What with her children and husband. (laughs) Husband, you say? Husband, you say? We get a surprise Chuck appearance. Like, Ah! (laughs) not expecting this whatsoever to have the action of falling in the pit uh, cut with whatever (laughs) Stephanie's husband's doing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we get a meanwhile in Wisconsin. He's, he's driving down the road. uh, It's winter time. And he's thinking to himself about how, you know, how he did things wrong and how he he had wronged Stephanie and how now that she's in a coma, he's finally gotten the 
gotten brave enough to go and uh, go and see her. And, and he basically drives up to the clinic. I still chuck. He's like, he's like, oh, there's lights on. I was worried I'd have to stay in the night freezing in the car. Guess Freakos keep late, late hours. It's like, okay, you know. He talks about having changed. changed, but maybe not too much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back at the pit, um, most of the team is back together. So Mutator, Lenore, and Randy and Charlie all have gathered together at the edge. Um, but um, the fourth antibody, which is uh, Zeppo, I think, and uh, Miriam Sponge are missing. So for whatever reason, you know, they got separated from the group. Um, and so Randy, of course, ever the warrior is like, what if another one has gone renegade on me like the killer antibody did? Could it have taken Sponge somewhere and like really geez it's like we're just waiting for its chance <laughs> wow i yeah i never would have thought that in a second but it's a dark fellow our randy <laughs> yeah again the the antibodies seem to have a little more fun than he is allows himself to uh so he sends them off to split up and find harpo um you know harpo was the missing one um and he says hurry a life's literally handing it hanging in the balance and so like they kind of salute him as they fly off which is kind of fun and yeah so antibodies zip around so we get a couple of panels of them flying and searching and then we get nearby uh the missing antibody by kind of carrying uh sponge in in his in its arms his arms i guess uh being chased by the max suit and spitfire (laughs) Uh, Jenny Swenson. Um, so yeah, in the I guess in the pit, it was when we saw her last, and she had rescued someone who had got kind of sucked in at like right after the explosion, um, and argued with uh, you know Colonel Mac Browning about wanting to go back and rescue people, and so she kind of took off and was gonna patrol and, and see if there was somebody she could help. Um, we'll see how helpful she is. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the antibody and sponge are getting chased. Uh, it says, halt and identify yourself. And uh, Miriam's like, what is that thing? It looks like an alien or a robot or something. Could it be what caused all this devastation? You know, she might be criticizing the, the new design, perhaps. <laughs> it does look a little more alien. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, well, people always assumed it was a robot. Uh, maybe alien. Um the other one looks a little more like a robot. But it's funny that everyone who, um, you know, yeah, certainly seeing this thing here isn't what you'd expect. So you're like, you know, the the advanced scout for an alien invasion is, that just destroyed a city and is coming in. I mean, at this point, all bets are off. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Right. We get a little bit of narration from inside Jenny's head. She's like, I must be imagining things again. This is the second flying man I've seen this area in a, this week. <laughs> For all I know, that had something to do with making the pit. So I guess she knows it's called the pit now. Um, I have to talk to it. Maybe a warning blast. I'm like, that's the best way to start a conversation. A warning blast. <laughs> uh, but she was referencing the witness, uh, which... She, Strangely enough, she was able to see at one point, but then he hid. So. Perhaps Jenny is half half alive, half dead. In a, no, I don't know. 
Um, she, she can see into the shadow realm. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, remember Jenny's father and the like the pacifism. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me start shooting. That'll calm things down. Professor Swenson was all about warning blasts. Remember when the armor was not supposed to have weapons on it, and that was like the whole point. <laughs> well, anyway. So the antibody puts Sponge down, like kind of on top of a crumbling building, um, and then starts kind of zipping through the sky. Uh, Jenny's like, is this thing trying to outmaneuver me? What is it? Um, and then the other three antibodies find uh, find them. And so they're all kind of flying around. She's like, three more of these black flyers? Uh, for all I know, there may be more of them. Uh, more where that came from. She's like, I'll give them one more chance to explain their presence. Then I'm going to have to presume them to be hostile. So she yells, uh, my name's Spitfire. Clearing the civilians out of the area. Right. Uh, I'm here under the authority of the U.S. Army. Identify yourselves and your business here or you'll all be in big trouble. <laughs> That's definitely what the Army says. It's like, this here is the U.S. Marines. You better identify yourselves or you're going to be in trouble. I'm going to call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> just let me look don't up make me go there. in there i'm gonna turn this thing around right now you're gonna <laughs> but of course they can't talk and she doesn't know that um she's like all right bogeys you asked for it and you can see that she's doing something with her hand um then we hear all this these boom sounds in the background from uh randy charlie and lenore's perspective and I'm like what is that sounds like bombs or heavy artillery um, so they all kind of rush over to see what's going on. Um, he says, come on, my antibodies may be involved. And he's like, please hang on, Dave, because you know they were trying to find the fourth one to hopefully lift him out of there. Um, and we cut back to the Max armor. And this panel is interesting. I'm, I'm trying to see if this is, is this like self-denial or something, because she's thinking in her head, like, oh, Lord, I hit one of them. It flew right into the path of my thrusters. I blew it apart. But clearly, like, she's firing rockets or beams out of her hand cannon. So, like, thrusters? Like, who are you kidding, man? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's, like, a disconnect between artist and, and writer or pen or, or the um, letterer. Because it's, like, right into the path of my, I don't know, blasters or something. She's, yeah. like, um, if she's she's, you know making you know shooting more quote unquote warning shots um okay maybe i don't know man i don't know her her previous panel was like okay you asked for it so like it doesn't make sense that the very next thing she says is you know i accidentally hit it with a thruster because she's kind of yeah. gunning for it but anyway it's, it's it would be like if it was behind her and she was like jetting away right right so right thruster, yeah but anyway like this is pretty much the cover image uh which again is a blast coming from the hand hitting a antibody right in the chest um and <laughs> not good like they have survived injury before and such but never really been blown apart and so on the next page, you know, again, we're in this kind of desolate, post-apocalyptic Pittsburgh. Uh, and Randy comes running up to see, like, the head of the antibody, uh, which he calls Zeppo. Uh, so you can really recognize them, I guess, uh, just kind of bouncing towards him. Uh, so he holds it in his hands, and it 
uh, gives its kind of like little squiggle noise kind of thing. So I don't know if it actually can make sounds. Um, I, I read it like a record scratch kind of thing, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I like I, I I just see Randy doing that Mendoza <laughs> thing, but uh, the yeah, antibody it's... was also one week away from retirement. Exactly. Yeah, the antibodies are kind of. I mean, they're not material in the way we are, so that like parts of them kind of can you know it doesn't just like disappear like parts of it fall around and then presumably falls apart or goes into him but yeah it's a it's a weird thing that we've you know always uh just sort of whatever new thing they come up with um sort of makes sense in the moment but it's never never quite what you expect right yeah and, and who knows his powers are still kind of mysterious like can he just make more or no like were the other ones hiding all this time or they just didn't exist yet? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, now that he knows there were several in there. Yeah. It, it would, would more come out if he wanted them or only in like an extreme circumstance or who knows? Yeah. yeah. Still a mystery. Still a mystery. Uh, so basically the, the rest of the squad is kind of sitting there watching uh, Spitfire, <laughs> the max armor, uh, fly around and you know so far isn't trying to vaporize any more of the antibodies um charlie and lenore are kind of like what is this thing you know it's like what can i do can i try and make its joints stick together when it gets closer uh, lenore is like oh, i don't think i can trans i can tranquilize a metal creature um uh, it does look like randy sort of reabsorbs zeppo's head at least uh so yeah, yeah. we'll see what comes of that as far as things go and again, uh, Jenny Swenson's thinking in her head and flying up above them, like these people down there, band of survivors or looters. Let me do a quick recon and, and a couple of warning missiles. <laughs> if I start strafing them with my machine gun, maybe that'll get their attention. Maybe the welcome landmines will uh, do the trick. <laughs> Uh, what did just... Colonel Browning tell me to do with civilians? I forget now. Help? Um, <laughs> no, no, it was something else. Uh, uh, so the so Jenny and the Max fly close. You know, again, she's she has no clue what's going on. Um, and uh, Charlie's talking. It's like she's using her friction force to try and like jam it all together, but like nothing obvious is happening. Um, meanwhile, Mutator notices Sponge kind of stuck on top of a building and goes to rescue her. Um, and even though she, like, she's grossed out by him and doesn't want him to, she's like, no, it's okay. I'll just stay on this building here. He's like, it's like, oh, just as soon as you not touch me. Ugh. He's like, no, it really isn't safe. And he just grabs her around the waist and kind of helps her down. <laughs> she's like, let go. <laughs> so she has a limit of, of, uh, paranormalities, uh, She's she's game for uh, Dave Landers, who's you know still hanging on the edge of the pit somewhere. Uh, not so much for the mutator, um, but yeah. So uh, the Max Armor takes another kind of fly around. Uh, again, Lenore and and uh, Charlie seem to be the only ones kind of trying to take it down. So you know, just gumming up its gears. Lenore takes off her mask. Um, 
And then Jenny finally starts to kind of notice that the suit's having problems. She's getting warning, warning, system malfunction. It's like my controls have seized up. Um, but inconveniently, it was it had the Max suit had kind of turned to fly towards them. So they kind of bricked it up. So it's like heading at them like a missile at this point. So they jump out of the way as Jenny and the Max suit just crash into the ground. So if, if anything, they, I guess they were effective. They took it down. Uh, our first misunderstanding fight here uh, with our comic book heroes and uh, former, ha- formerly having her own book, uh, Jenny Swenson here. But, uh, but yeah, so the Max suit starts kind of climbing out, but Charlie is able to kind of stick it even harder. And so she's finally kind of frozen up and defeated. So you can't kill any more of them, at least, I suppose. Um, again we have the the like visual representation of charlie doing her her power but then jenny is thinking to herself uh that is that that black woman's doing you know she can't really she can only see uh charlie kind of gesturing at her and like assume there's something going on but not really understand it or see it in a way we are this is the first time we've does her power usually have that kind of visual flair to it i don't remember it having much of that that, uh, yeah you're right that's that's uh i don't recall it either so it's not a new team or anything either so it's not like they're getting the powers wrong but maybe they felt like it just needed something rather than like having someone waving their arms at the max suit and maybe they thought that hi to you too uh (laughs) um yeah so it's it's fine don't yeah. want to confuse ourselves here well anyway they, they finally have a chance to talk and uh jenny's like i'm called spitfire that's confusing us even more uh i'm a government operative aiding in disaster relief and what a relief <laughs> i'm with the cia uh... with a double major in warning shots um he's like which government the america <laughs> i know doesn't have flying robots working for it it's like, I'm not a robot. There's a person inside this heavy metal armor. An American. Prove it. Like, Who won last year's Super Bowl? <laughs> um, Wait, which Super Bowl? The NFL one or the New York Smashers one? Smashers one. Okay. <laughs> Is this Chicago? I forget. Shoot, who did win that one? <laughs> Austin Wreckers. I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. The bad guys. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So they kind of argue a little bit if, if one of them was responsible for a disaster. Uh, while Randy finally raises, like, good grief, I nearly forgot. I have another friend who's in danger with my fourth antibody destroyed. Thanks a lot. Uh, I have no way to rescue him. Maybe Spitfire can help. <laughs> it's like, I could try. You think I could kill him with missiles? I mean, no, wait, I'm supposed to rescue him. Rescue. Okay. Rescue, not missiles. By the way, you guys aren't civilians, are you? Because I've got orders, standing orders. I think the only thing saving them is their coordinated outfits. They look a little bit like uniforms. So, mm. anyway, Jenny's like, I could try, you know, but bad news. I seem to have sustained some damage. Uh, she pops off her helmet, which stuns Randy for a moment. It's like, didn't expect a woman in here, did you? Um, mm, that body. <laughs> so metallic. Oh, sorry, that was our Ken Connell. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, 
So, you know, Jenny's doing a systems check. Randy's like, oh, man, Dave might not have a few minutes. He's been holding on for like a half an hour now. Um, and it's like, Dave knows how to hang tough. Please, Dave, please hang tough. <laughs> Randy is always like, you, you know, oh, no, don't worry. I'll be fine. And then like the thought balloon behind him. Oh, this is a disaster. Everything's you know falling apart. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. He's got the good, calm, outward demeanor, if nothing else. But uh, so we do cut to Dave to see what he's up to, and his grip does finally give out. Uh, so he goes sliding down. Um, says, "Lost my grip when the rock split open." Uh, so he's sliding, sliding, but actually finds like an outcropping, like a piece that's sticking out. So he kind of slides into there and catches his fall. Uh, but he's gotten to the liquid level, so like not so much the bottom, but uh, whatever kind of boiling masses is going on down otherwise. Um, he says, how the heck long was I sliding down? It seemed like I dropped miles. He's like, is that possible? How deep is this pit anyway? And why is it so blamed hot? He's like, oh, my dear departed mother. It's like something out of Dante's Inferno. Um, so we get him kind of on this larger outcropping, looking out to like a red boiling sea with like cars floating on it and smoke and flames. Uh, he talks about lava bubbling up through the lake. So, you know, it's drawn like it's a big pool of lava, but I guess it's just really hot boiling water with some lava stuff. Like that's a little unclear, honestly. Yeah. The, the coloring is, is all red. So you think it's all lava. Um, but your your description is probably more of like a, a scientifically accurate. We'd seen the um, water basically at the bottom in the pit, I think. Yeah, and that's that's all so far. So, or they mentioned that was the it was one. filling with water. All right, we got the two rivers pouring yeah. into this. Yeah. Um, and everyone was otherwise like, oh, there's too much fog. I can't see what's going on. But mm. um, so, yeah, we, we the initial thing was like a water that the witness was going through and Jenny was going through pit juice or something. They called it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that VW was sinking in it. Um, so but this has been it's been at least a couple days, I think, according to what she said. So I don't know if things are changing that rapidly or this is. You know. Yeah, the flavors have gotten a chance to develop uh, as it's been boiling away. Um, so yeah, he's, he's standing. He's like, I hear like a rumbling. Things are unsteady. Um, but then he sees a blur. Um, so a it's what? kind of like a, a person shaped kind of zip by him. Um, can't really make out the details it's like Jeff Jeff the guy we came out to find so he's screaming for him uh, but Jeff can't hear and so I assume he's running so fast that he like comes back around again um, and Dave kind of maneuvers himself down and grabs him and you might say splat um, but they kind of cover that a little bit uh, so Jeff isn't really doesn't really slow down for him uh, Dave kind of catches him in his arm and uh but he finally stops him so, so we finally have recovered jeff uh but they're in a bit of a spot and he's like oh dave ribs you broke my <laughs> ribs uh so i think uh, it says it's 14 minutes later so i'm guessing that's the time it takes jeff to run around the whole thing oh um, right 
Yeah, I, I, I glossed over the 14. So if you imagine it's 50 miles across, so that's like 150 something circumference up on top. I'm not really, we don't know how far down we are. So, right. but it could be as much as 150 miles and he taking quarter hour to reach there. So about 600 miles an hour, which seems like about what he could do. I don't know. Well, I, well actually, Oh, his maximum sorry. running speed is, has been measured to be approximately 300 miles per hour. So we must be at a, like a shorter part near the bottom, right? Okay. And I think there's a handy dandy guide to Jeff Walters in the back of this issue. So, All right. <laughs> it paid off. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Ugh. But yeah, so, so they're, he's rescued him, quotation marks. Um, it's like, we've been looking for you. He's like, shouldn't have bothered. I'm not leaving here. My mom, they, my sister, my brother, they're all dead. They were visiting here when the city up and disappeared. I ran straight here to try and find him. When I heard the news, I ran right over the edge. I've been running around the hole ever since. Holy cow. Um, that That's a little rough. Uh, it's like watching the water rise and boil. It's like everyone I love is just so much ash in that bubbling pit. I'm not leaving them, man. I belong with them. It's like, oof. So but he, he did still keep running. Um, Landers tries to talk him down. You know, it's like my mom and dad passed within a year of each other. My brother died of a gunshot wound when we were kids. Um, doesn't really explain that one. Hunting accident? Dave killed him? A young, red, a young man. robot we saw in a distance. I don't I was going to say a young Colonel Browning. but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was... Uh, it... I don't recall it ever being mentioned uh, or, or explained before. I do remember that his parents had died um, before his his paranormality, mm-hmm. but that's that's all. Yeah. Well, at any rate, Landers kind of gives him the buck up, uh, takes off his belt, and kind of straps him to him. So it kind of like ties uh, ties the rope around his wrists, so he can kind of. You know, piggyback ride him up, basically. So Landers' plan is to just power through, like fists into the rock. I'm climbing up this thing. Never mind that it's many, many miles and you're huge, which is a ton of weight to carry. But eh, it's something. Uh, it's better than sitting there. Um, again, Jeff's he's like, what are you doing? Like, you're nuts. It's miles and miles to the top. It'll be like climbing Mount Everest and so steep. Not to mention it's smoky and there's blasts and the water levels rising. So, you know, things things not looking too good. Uh, but Dave wants to get out to see Stephanie again. So quit wiggling and hang tight. He's like, he's like, but the boiling stuff. He's like, shut up about that stuff. He's <laughs> uh, like, Jeff might be right, blasted. Randy, where are you? Don't you dare let me die. Uh, it's like die without knowing if Steffi ever comes out of her coma. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, speaking of (laughs) let's get the chuck report (laughs) um so yeah so chuck is back uh he's made it to the clinic he's made it to stephanie's bedside uh he's a whole bunch of texts of him uh how he spoke with dr mengala i mean reverend mengal i mean um you know, about all the horrible things he was doing. He still seems like he's a little, uh, he's still Chuck, but um, 
he's seen the error of his ways he just wants his wife back he's like long story short stuff the reverend helped me see the error of my ways helped me find god i was wrong to treat you as i did i know that now i want to make it all up to you i want us to be together again you mean the, the kids a real family please come back to me Steph. please forgive me and you see her kind of glowing and then the glowing increases and she moves her hand so she kind of he's kind of collapsed at her bedside like you know head on the bed like right by her legs like blubbering please come back to us and and her arm goes from kind of flopped to the side to touching him on the head so maybe next issue we get some stephanie back yeah we get it it's an interesting thing from chuck that his he's he talks about how angry he was when he was laid up in the hospital and he was there for months but that this reverend and um maybe uh sort of you know talking with him and he's he's seen some errors in his ways uh helped him find god um i all i can say from this is we don't really know the sincerity of chuck's um statements and uh but it would be like uh it was dp7 that in like issue three or four went to a priest to uh sort of check to see if this was you know could be exercised out so i would have preferred if they you know connected those two dots together but um it was a different name so it's yeah and a different uh town probably too so might be a a little too coincidental if they pulled it off that way okay okay but i'm still imagining like stephanie like when you watch the like dragon ball z cartoons somebody's like knocked down like you keep seeing them over and over again they're still in the coma still in the coma still hasn't recovered from that last battle and then they like fly back in like with three times the power to save the day at some point kind of thing yeah it would have been not goku though but Still, if like she'd have woken up and like, oh my god, Dave's in trouble, and like just jetted it down to the pit with <laughs> like you know force of like lightning coming out of her and and stuff, I would have like, I would have loved that. Yeah, okay. it would have been a bit comic booky, but pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck's like, wait, I brought Taco Bell. I'm going to the Burger King. It's in the pit. <laughs> Later, Chuck. Later. much later uh, but i think that's all we see of her uh, for this issue at least but um so we get back to uh things getting worse and worse for dave down there in the pit the the smoke and the fire blasts and it's finally kind of catching up to him uh jeff's kind of mostly keeping quiet but when he does talk he's like i'm slowing you down man untie me you're not gonna make it with a monkey on your back it's like shut up I'm not ditching you you dumb jerk it's not gonna ditch oh crap it's like so the rock he's been climbing is like this big piece and it starts kind of peeling off the side like a piece of bark uh falling um so he doesn't have much hope here um it's a little confusing whether he falls onto a new one it looks like maybe he kind of dives off of the rock that he was holding onto and that was falling and kind of lands on a new spot that's you know kind of floating above the, the mess um not without wrecking up his ankle though uh so now they're both kind of stranded there uh it's like jeff you still there man it's like no you're lucky you won't be awake when it comes it's like i'm sorry i yelled at you pal i really did think we had a chance i always, always was good at fooling myself 
And then he finally kind of collapsed, is thinking to himself, Oh, can't even get up. Hurts too much. What's the difference? Lava's going to get me whether I'm standing, lying, or doing a cartwheel. Uh, so this, the rock he's on keeps sinking into the ground as this is happening. So there's there's not much left of it. Uh, inches away, no time to say goodbye to anyone. Anyone but Stephanie. <laughs> Think well of me, lady. See you soon, Ma, Pa, and Mark. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, but it's not the end of Dave Landers. It's not a memorial issue because uh, we got a, a noise, a black panel. Uh, Dave may be lifting up off of the ground uh, and they should have had it on the next page. That would have been a better uh, cliffhanger or, or sort of ending. Um, but yeah, in fact, uh, two antibodies have grabbed Jeff and the Max suit and uh, murderous Jenny Swenson is... Uh, lifted off with dave she can carry a volkswagen i guess she can carry dave landers uh she's like good lord if we'd been one second later uh so that's the end of the issue and says up next pit bull so the pit puns are coming hard and fast here <laughs> but yeah page 23 and then there's a whole bunch of stuff after that <laughs> you yeah talk I think about the issue before we talk about the stuff probably right yeah, so the I, I was going to have to start going through my notes and tallying up what the extra pages are, because as we said, all the um, new universe, new, new editions are, are longer, no ads. Um, and so there's several pages that have been used for um, story and some of the other um, the other books we saw this month. But uh, this one's just a quick same 23 pages so yeah <clears throat> so let's look at this that yeah the the overall issue main story is pretty strong i thought this is like keeps you hanging moment to moment because you got half the you know the whole team is like you know endangered from from page one right uh they're all working together trying to figure out how to get themselves out and they are doing it suddenly it becomes like the um one of those uh gre problems where you're like okay three people can go into a boat and cross the river but only two you know <laughs> how do you get them all across in the least amount of and so yeah we've got all their powers and they're all trying to but then uh the, the downside of dave's being too big for the antibodies the uh Antibodies, even though they're flying, as they say, they limit them to the the strength that uh, Randy has. Um, and then you get this sort of yeah, nice um, crossover with uh, with Jenny Swenson comes back. It's uh, sort of works in pretty organically into the story. Um, and even though she's after her time shilling for the CIA and uh, Mac Browning is pretty trigger happy <laughs> um and yeah I, I i don't know how to like feel about losing an antibody whether we should be concerned about that or not you know they haven't really developed personalities or anything like that they're yeah but i just don't know if they're replaceable or not i kind of assume they are but yeah you know... it would really kind of stink if they didn't and like at some point they just keep wearing them out and you, know, you just got a guy 
I guess I'm done here. Good one. Hey, you can take, take the killing one back from the annoying orphan kid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, overall, like, you know, I mean, it's not at all like stupid people doing stupid things. It's always like, you know, smart characters doing, you know, doing the best thing they can at the time. Um, and, and I mean, it all works out pretty believably you know this is um pretty consistent with everything and i really i mean with the like the clock ticking on dave yeah and then snagging jeff from from the bottom of the pit and everything um and then i don't know to sort of top it all off you have this unexpected reappearance of chalk you're like oh here's the last thing you want right but it really just Quite happy when he got thrown onto the roof that one time. <laughs> <laughs> no one deserved it more. Um, and so, yeah, like even, you know, there's like last minute rescue, but you know, you've got this like great new, you know, you've lost the only thing you cared about. There you go. Have a good day. Um, yeah. So I still really have a good sense of, of like how safe these characters should be, you know, you know like a lot of, like you know, Spider Man's not gonna die unless it's like a gimmicky thing kind of deal. Um, the new universe is a little more up in the air, but I'm still kind of like as I'm reading this, I'm just assuming they're gonna make it out okay for the most part. Though yeah. I'm not sure that's a real. Uh, I'm not sure that should be a real feeling, you know, especially given like what goes on in Starbrand and Mark Hazard and Spitfire and the surviving troubleshooters and such. Yeah, I mean, I I think they would be, you know, they could have done that at an earlier point to just to kind of throw us in, like, get you know, the worry us. Um, well, they killed Lenore. Who knows what they'll do next? Um, and in this issue, you know, the the six that went to the pit, there was you know, Mutator and sponge weren't part of the initial team so you could kill them off and be like well, what are you talking about all the right. they could like, be like the red shirt paranormals kind of thing exactly. shouldn't have gone on the shouldn't gone on down to that planet exactly i mean mutator is seems like a nice guy but you know you can imagine him pieing it at any point in here um overall i mean i don't know why it's it's a little um I'm happier than I expected with it. It's like, it's got so much kind of tension in the background and uh, stuff going on that even though it's like really sort of self-contained, like everyone is kind of in the same location and they don't kind of go outside that. So it feels kind of claustrophobic. Um, I really, you know, I'd give it better than, than, um, Better than usual, even vibes. Oh, okay. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, I, it didn't stand out to me as much as anything particularly special. I'm always happy. Like, I, I definitely really enjoy the crossovers, even if I, you know, we got a lot of night mask crossovers, and we've been seeing a lot of Jenny Swenson. It'd be nice to see somebody else, right? Even like a side character. <laughs> Kicker, kickers, kickers. Right, exactly. You know, like yeah. they try and help people, right? I'm just saying. Yeah, um, if you got to rescue uh, 
disaster relief operation you can imagine <laughs> and, and though we though we do make fun of uh poor professor swenson's new militant uh military persona uh, still kind of hopeful that the character will uh you know, kind of show up and be relevant to a degree. I definitely enjoyed the parts, especially in the beginning where they're falling in and all talk, thinking about the, their loved ones <laughs> as as they slid down. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. It's just sort of action packed. Uh, um, even if what they're fighting is a hole and someone who should be their ally overall, um, didn't get like a ton of character moments or anything like that. But uh it's kind of good that they rescued Jeff and uh, I'm, I'm grateful that no one's dead, I suppose. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know. There's something about like when they, they overcome, you know, insurmountable odds or something and, or like go out on a limb to help their friends. That's, that's I find, find that a little extra touching. Mm. Um, I think so looking at the, the cover image versus like the close-ups of the max armor like on page 11 it looks like there's just like eye holes yeah we're back to eye holes there page 15 as well so i'm not sure if that's just a coloring thing on the on the cover where there's like a removable plate that she puts up whenever she's gonna start some <laughs> shooting like the he-man the man e faces or something <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I will give it an A just for like a vibe that's kind of hard to pinpoint for me. But right. uh, yeah. I like the it gave me like a pretty good. Like. I was pretty happy when I was done with this issue. Let me um point out that there we'd also and Cyforce said, all right, send in Spitfire. So we're expecting a. Um, crossover with jenny over there as well so oh, right yeah so i guess that means she can't stick around with these guys too long not forever anyway. which uh or maybe they just didn't of... realize that she had already went a wall <laughs> yeah that i'll be honest the timing of that that was the day after the pit which they reassigned to the 22nd so the day after the 23rd is when she went a wall and she says she's been out there a couple days i don't know if you can you know, a couple of days in the suit there seems kind of <laughs> unpleasant. But... Yeah, right. Like, where's the food and that kind of stuff? Yeah. And, um, but that would also put it at Christmas, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. I'm going to start shooting it. <laughs> I'm sticking with my B plus. B plus. Alrighty. Um, yeah, let's take a quick look at the backup stuff. Now, as we said, the so Justice and Cyforce both just had extended their main story. This is the first thing that gets a little more creative. Um, Paul Ryan, you know, it's still on art here, so it's not over. Hey, Paul, you want to do an extra five pages a month? <laughs> working as fast as I can. Um, so we have, in this case, a uh, sort of um, listing of people that you get in um, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe when it's just kind of a second team where like, you just get a headshot and a quick paragraph of description of that character. 
Um, Which is great. I wish I knew they were doing this before I had like sat down for a whole bunch of time looking through all the back issues, trying to figure out who all the clinic people were. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty helpful. It's the, um, the clinic personnel and patients, and we get 40 entries, including everyone from Philip Nolan Voigt, the uh, deceased um, Dexter Charn and Tracy Speck, the uh, powerless New Ms. Newhouse and Juris Ziegler, who it does confirm had a brief relationship with patient Lenore Fenzel. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the uh, I'll take the normal out of paranormal. I. <laughs> This, this confirmed that I wasn't misreading her on the body paint thing. So, yeah, we've got, got full I, names for everybody too. We hadn't hadn't gotten that necessarily. Yeah, definitely. There's a few that we had. You know, you were asking people who uh, dementia was there. Um, yeah, yeah, the, there. Yeah, there's the one dark-haired woman who was part of like the the women's clinic team but never really did anything or got introduced yet um deborah brownlee yeah we never knew what stalagmite does his power yeah. is to increase strength exponentially only when standing stationary hmm. he's like a rock'em sock'em robot nice george mulaney mutator body is constantly mutating its shape um yeah, and interesting. It's... It says he was introduced in Kickers 5, which was the DP7 crossover. Um, and I found that page, and it does, in fact, have like a dude that's kind of hairy, but mostly yeah. looks like a regular guy, kind of like swinging from a, like an acrobatics piece. Oh, okay. Nice. And it also shows uh, the guy on the next page, the Rust, Terry Wilk. Uh, so they were also introduced in five as just kind of a generic looking guy again with white hair what's with all these white haired guys um, and he's like blasting something out of his hands so there's a lot of guys who shoot stuff out of their hands hmm. but also it says he'll be identified in DP7 number 21 so it's like okay <laughs> oh nice I guess you got yeah. your stuff all planned out We've got a few deceased. Uh, Free wall, Freefall, and Tangler are just uh, fled the clinic, um, but Tracy Speck died in DP seven number thirteen, and then so we confirmed that um, Chill and Blindspot are both murdered by Ben Wayne Wagand. Yep, and confirmed that his powers are in fact creating invisibility, so zones of okay. invisibility. Nice. But that's the, never going to um, happen again because he's dead. I just noticed I didn't didn't read before that Sponge is able to breathe underwater. Yeah, yeah, and she's in Kickers Five, also uh, floating in the tank. So there's a nice image of that. Okay, I got to go back on that one, I guess. So everyone is um, divided up into the the. It says the time they are entered the clinic, uh, particular dates, and of course, it's all a rather abbreviated thing that uh, Charn and Speck are like hired by the clinic at the end of July '86, so like just days after the white event right. um, that Boyd had just taken over. Um, 
And then there's, let's see. So DP7 is what? Clinic group. Uh, C. No, C. Yeah. So um, B? B was the volleyball team that they fought. A was like Speck and Charn. Right. But and... also like the the the, guy, the first group that was hunting them. Right. Uh, Bloodhound and Shrapnel. Yeah. So... Explosive psychoplasmic pimple man. We haven't we haven't seen you in a while there, Pimple Man. I'm hoping he comes back. So there was two groups, D and E, that came in after DP7 left. Um that were basically divided up uh, into black powers and dd teams so that's kind of how that worked um yeah. i enjoy this stuff a lot you know it's just hey gruenwald just throw your notes on the page man just you know <laughs> give it to us as fast as you can and uh you, you yeah it's it's great reference finally because uh you know dp7 i think it's kind of a mature you know storytelling approach it doesn't beat everyone to death with like oh hi my I, you know my name is this my code name is this my power is that blah 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 Every right time we turn around um and then we move into a a full who's who or official handbook entry for blur um jeff walters we see uh, a little um of his background that we didn't know about um He's a Baptist, fundamentalist Baptist. Oh, okay. That's, uh, pretty uh, reasonable. Uh, he's from Milwaukee, and he is, um, you know, his speed calculation and how he needs to eat a lot and stuff like that. Five um, to ten times the calories of a normal adult. Use good Lord. So I was... Uh, the, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe... Uh, update 89 omnibus came out last winter i want to say and we noticed that they'd put together a bunch of these uh official handbook entries for the new universe uh in that so i didn't like spoil myself as much as i could but <laughs> so that I, means I, we're I, getting more of them so it means we're getting more of that yeah so through uh some of the next i don't know remaining time we'll have some of those appear as as uh, backup which is great yes but I, I i i mean i notice already um these are entries that reflect the new new universe so it's like um post pit post justices um, mm -hmm. not going to be getting a mark hazard one is what you're saying you're also not going to be getting a mark hazard one mm -hmm. so i think that's where an enterprising young fellow <laughs> access to ms paint and a twitter account might make his is himself useful we'll see nice we uh finish up with paranormal the uh the half of it gets taken up by one guy's really really long letter yes robert kowalski from detroit um goes over the um Sorry, DP7 annual in uh, great detail. Um, I don't know. What is he? I didn't Shane. really see anything like super interesting out of it. I mean, like details of stuff that we kind of talked about in our 
our episode and such. Yeah, sometimes I mean there was like a uh a, a misprint in the like a timing of a couple of things because it kind of went from uh in in with like days oh, that right. supposedly happened as he's jumping on. between people, the witness and whatnot. Yeah. So there was some glitch on that. Um, I don't know. People were generally happy in this account with the annual, even though I can imagine it was one of the lower satisfaction ratings. Yeah. Of the yeah. Uh, new universe. It's kind of a waste to get mail about that particular issue, honestly. Yeah. Like some comment on the black people and the teenagers and the racists and like, Maybe they wanted to avoid that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's at this point we're a few months out, so I don't know. But okay, the um, annuals are kind of can be on the stand for quite a while, like all summer, I guess. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Um, But that's all. They 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 covered some glitches with the um, more typos and things. Just anyway. That's not the right interstate in Wisconsin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's another house ad for the new universe subscription. Uh, the government wants them. Who will surrender first? We get the four uh, covers from this month, which the only one we haven't seen yet is the Star brand. Right. It's got, it's got creepy baby on it. Creepy baby. <laughs> and we get next issue. It came from the pit. Pitbull. Mm. it's a really weird looking dude on it too (laughs) kind of a survivalist looking dude that was our dp7 number 19 so um yeah i don't know to be honest the the extra pages i kind of like using them for this sort of thing just if only the the first couple of um books we saw you know the stories didn't feel sort of as tightly you know told like like they found out okay you got a few extra pages but they just sort of stretched a, the same story over that um, maybe right. they'll get more you know used to the the different size and like pace themselves a little better if every book did the 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 floating heads like background info on all the characters i'd be happy to have that at least once you know i yeah i mean cyforce like mm-hmm. already had a had a bunch and now they're like just throwing weird european named people into the mix constantly here's another 20 people with the medusa web oh jeez come on <laughs> they're already dying so we should we should learn something about <laughs> yeah. them for Pete's sake <laughs> that's true um let's see any more thoughts on this Mm, not really i'm definitely i mean i guess we know what's coming next fight with some scary looking dude with an eye patch Mm, captain pitbull (laughs) is Uh, uh... we we have not come close to reaching the end of the pit themed names for stuff i imagine is uh (laughs) Hoping he's the you know world's biggest pirates fan or something. <laughs> Arr, matey, tis time for anyway. 
moving on that is it for this week's episode next time we will continue covering the new new universe with the first issue since the pit disaster or its first issue since the pit disaster the star brand number 13 oh man i've i've been worried about this one (laughs) i've been putting it off i have not read it yet uh star brand 13 at last the birth of Ken Connell's child, maybe a uh, star brand is passed on for the first time. And wait till you see who gets it. The child, are we assuming there? Okay, that sounds terrible. Ducky. <laughs> it's at, it makes more sense to have Duck get it. Super Duck? Absolutely. Super Duck. <laughs> uh, There's a twist you didn't expect now, is it? <laughs> hey, Kenny, uh, now I got the power too. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that can happen in that comic that i'll be happy with uh, <laughs> written and penciled by john byrne inked by tom palmer direct sales only dollar 25 i think i got mine for 50 cents so uh. i may have paid a dollar uh and but uh i also paid a dollar to get a website it is kickersinc.com and killer uh, segue man you can visit us there. You can also email us at our uh, admittedly free uh, email, newuniversepodcast at gmail.com. This has been the voice of the new universe, and we will see you back at the spinner rack. All right. Just a very serious don't throw away the duck. Okay. I know it already happened. Yeah, these comics already exist, but. Let's keep this character in the book. Don't throw away the duck. Subvert some expectations with us. Do it our way. Because it's (laughs) It's our universe, universe, idiot. It's our universe. It's our universe now. (laughs) Nuke me with the new. All right, next time.